0: Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks.
1: cracks. Hey guys, welcome to Full Count Chaos, another episode about a baseball team that has a hundred losses, and the season isn't even over yet. Hashtag shitshow2018. But we love our Orioles, right? (laughs) Today on the show, Matt Kerminzer calls in to talk about why he's not a Yankees fan. No, that's not true. I'm just kidding. You may know Matt Kerminzer. A lot of you do. He writes for The Athletic, Camden Depot, ESPN Sweet Spot, Masson Orioles. And he calls in and we just chat a little bit about what the hell happened, how to continue to feel positive about an Orioles fan, which is very very difficult to do right now. What else is there to say about the Earls that I haven't already said, that you haven't already said? I'm actually heading to the game September 15th. I thought it was September 16th. Talked about last episode. Uh, but it's for the hoodie. They're giving away a pretty cool hoodie. Why not? It, it, it's free. Well, after spending money on the tickets, they should be giving these hoodies away for Anybody? In 2018, who spent their money to go watch the Orioles, they should send out a memo, put an ad on TV. You call in, they say, when did you come? What's your address? We will send you a brand new hoodie just for showing up. I mean, hell, you get four tickets now when you buy a kid's meal at McDonald's. Come on. So anytime I go to the Orioles game, I still have fun. Uh, Again, September 15th. If you're headed over there, give me a shout. Uh, The only thing that bothers me, we have tickets about four rows back from first base side. I mean, shit, it's not difficult to get good seats these days. But the only thing that bothers me sitting that close is in the beginning of the game when the oils are warming up, they really don't talk to anybody. They don't. They just mind their business and they hear people yelling their names out the whole time and they do a really good job ignoring you, pretending you're not even there. But the kids will stand there and for like 20 minutes, Adam, 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 Chris, Chris, Adam, Adam, they just for 20 minutes. And they're not my kids, so I'm not going to turn to them and tell them to shut up. Or, or hey, kid, they're not going to talk to you. And the parents are standing right behind them. Get your goddamn kid. Pull him away. Or at least just put your hand on his shoulder. Whisper to him, stop yelling. There's other people sitting here. Because sometimes you like to get to your seat. You get at your food, your drink. You get situated. About 15 minutes before the game, you like to watch the Orioles warm up and you know, just get comfortable. You don't want to hear a bunch of kids, Adam! At him for 20 minutes. And the parents are just standing there, picking their nose, letting their kids scream out their name. I mean, come on. And I get it's a, a kid friendly park, and we love when the kids come to the games. But enough. Come on. So the Orioles, 100 losses. <laughs> Rockabaco posted uh, third time in club history they've reached 100 losses, 1954, 1988. But this is the earliest date ever, that the Orioles have reached 100 losses. Uh, The only other thing I can say about Bundy, uh, how bad he's been, I mean, he's looked awful lately, uh, is he's tipping off pitches. Other than he's only throwing 90-91 to with his fastball, I don't know what's going on with that. He must be tipping off pitches. He's Tillman 2018. He He is awful right now. But one thing I did want to tell you, okay, this is basically a thank you for tuning in all season, and even now. I mean, when June and July came around, for you guys to still... Download the podcast, tune in, participate. I appreciate it. So I said in the beginning of the season that I was going to be handing out tickets, and here's what I'm going to do. And I'm not even going to post this on social media. It's just for those of you who actually tune in and listen, and especially now that the Ravens have started, their season started, do you care about the Orioles anymore? All right? Uh, If you're still tuning in to an Orioles podcast, God bless you. Thank you. I mean, I still see the downloads go up, so I really appreciate it. But here's what I'm going to tell you. If I have two tickets. Season opener, opening day 2019. If you want them, give me a shout. chaos at gmail.com. Just say, hey, Nate, I tune in. I'd like the tickets. And what I'm going to do, and it is an honor system. All right. I'm not going to fuck with you. You can trust me here over about a week or two. Because when I upload a, uh, an episode, I get downloads all week, sometimes even uh, two weeks. After that, there's a couple, you know, they'll still go up and down throughout the month. But. After about two weeks, I'll wait for the emails to come in. I'll take a name, pull it out of the hat, and that's it. And the reason why I'm not posting on social media is other podcasts that we've done, that I've done, you know, we'll give away shit, and we post on Twitter, and somebody just randomly comes across a tweet. They don't even tune in. They just go, oh, I'd love to have the tickets, and then they win, and then we find out they didn't even know who we were. They just saw someone retweet it. We want, I want to give these tickets away to fans who actually tune in. So if you're tuned in right now, that's what I'm saying. Reach out to me on my email, Full count chaos. At gmail.com. Just say, hey, I'd love to have those tickets or two tickets. If you want them, I'll explain to you where the seats are. If you don't want them after you, you win them, okay, sell them, do whatever you want with them. But I get hookups. You know, I, uh, I'm i getting a good amount of tickets for the opening day 2019. So uh, reach out to me. So here we go. We're going to bring Matt on. Uh, we talk a little positive Orioles, but if you blink, you miss it. <laughs> so let's bring him on. Here we go. Before we get negative, let's start off positive for just a moment here. Uh, what's your favorite Orioles moment that you witnessed in your lifetime? Uh, it's
0: it has to be the Dome and Young double. Yeah. Uh, I w- I remember because I was racing home from work to try to make it in time, and <laughs> yeah. I, I heard it on the radio. Uh, like, I didn't I, did, I didn't get to see the clip live in person, but um, I mean, I was going crazy on the road trying to keep the keep the car straight. You know, but <laughs> right. uh, that was a lot of fun.
1: All right, and that's all we get for happy talk. Matt, sum up the season in one word. That's sad. What the hell happened? I don't
0: know. They because they thought they were going to compete. Um yeah. I was really happy when they signed Alex Cobb. Oh, yeah. I thought I thought, you know, maybe you could talk yourself into, you know, even being close to a wild card spot and yeah. then just almost from the beginning uh just everyone was bad.
1: What was your um, what was the record you had the Orioles before the season started when you saw them pick up Cashner and Cobb, what were you thinking?
0: I think I had around 80 wins, maybe high 70s, you know, around 500, something like that. Yeah. Um, I I, I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't very optimistic. And then they signed Cobb and I was like, okay, you could, you could talk yourself into this group. If they hit enough, the pitching might be okay. It should be better than next year. And then, you know, pretty much everyone except Machado was just terrible to start the year.
1: Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, Cobb, how do you feel about that signing? I mean, a lot of people say, well, you didn't have spring training well, he's pitched all year. Okay, there's been moments where he's been okay, but how do you feel right now about that signing?
0: Yeah, I mean, at, you know, in the first half, you had to feel pretty terrible. I don't think there's any way, even even with the slow start and not having a normal spring, anyone thought he would be that bad. Right. Um, but, you know, right now, he's having a really good second half, so that doesn't seem so bad. It's just, you know, yeah. if you look at the rest of the team and, and needing to rebuild and everything else, you probably
1: don't need someone like him, but he's going to eat it. He's not going to be a Ubaldo you, you 2.0? right i I hope not that's what everybody says how many years should fans expect to suck for the orioles to stink like this what would you think
0: (laughs) at least three or four really is that right yeah
1: okay so these young like cedric mullins coming up is he the future center fielder i hope so yeah
0: um i don't know if they feel that way necessarily if they're already using him in
1: a a platoon kind of role just for a second we're gonna get into cedric mullins and buck showalter here but just for a second forget about the way duquette angelos brady scouts however they handled this season prior seasons you sit buck showalter down it's you and him and you say one reason the last two seasons shit the bag was because you what what would you tell buck
0: i mean i i'm never going to get over the the britain in the in the blue jays game uh the wild card game um that was i don't incredible. know if that if that i don't know if that would be my one thing or yeah. not but i'm, I'm never gonna in the, in the back of my mind no matter if he comes back or whatever that there's no way i'm going to be able to forget you know forgive him for and that. i think
1: a lot of the players right now who are still on the team from then haven't forgot about that it just seemed yeah. like after that yeah there was rumblings that <clears throat> is his status in the clubhouse wasn't the same because of
0: that because no one could really understand why you want, wouldn't want to use your best reliever
1: how do you um, how period. do you explain that it's been, it's been two years and and unfortunately you know buck's been a great manager, whatever. But that's going to be brought up a lot. How do you explain that? It's been two years. I'm sure you're tired of talking about it. But when people ask you about it, how do you respond? Like, <laughs> I've had people, you know, defend him, saying, you know, the offense didn't score enough runs.
0: Uh, what what happens if if they do take the lead and and you've already used Britain? what do you do then? It's just. None of those things, you know, it's true. They should, you know, it would have been nice if they had scored more runs that game. Maybe they would have won. Right. Uh, You don't know what happens if you burn Britain earlier in the game and you have to rely on someone else. But at least you went down using your best guys. You used Britain, who had, you know, one of the greatest relief seasons of all time. You didn't leave him, you know, sitting there on the bench wondering what's going on. So at least you could say, hey, I I went down with my best players. What what are
1: you going to do? Yeah, I think that's a problem with Buck a lot. He, He plays chess too much. Like, he try, he looks ahead too far. I, I don't know. Who am I to sit here and <laughs> try to talk about how Buck manages a game? Would you have Buck back next year, or are you no. done? Are you just finished? I'm, with... I'm done. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. And over the years, a lot of people I've talked to or even read about on social media, uh, people feel that Buck plays favorites. And they used to say this a couple years ago, and, and I feel that was the case with, like, Kim. And I've seen people now lately talk about Cedric Mullins. Uh, things he's done, like he puts people in the lineup sometimes that makes you say, you know, what the hell is going on? Do you agree with that? Do you think over the years Buck has played favorites, or that's, that's uh, not the I, case?
0: I do think he has his certain guys. Right. I, I, I think it's hard to tell who those are sometimes. Right. right. Um. But, I, I mean, I've said this before. If the team is winning, you kind of you kind of overlook some of those things. Like, hey, why is Ryan Flaherty batting second? Well, it doesn't matter because the team is competing for a wild card spot. Maybe you don't care. When when you're you're not going to win 50 games, right. well, maybe you, maybe you don't want Craig Gentry batting leadoff or whatever, and you, you're not going to put up with it because you know the talent isn't there necessarily.
1: He loves his Craig Gentry, doesn't he? <laughs> he I always did. I, said, I guess always he's gone now. Yeah, well, I've always said I said hey, Craig Gentry and Flaherty have photos of buck and like lingerie or something's going on but flaherty kind of flaked out he's back to being his old self the beginning of the year everybody was like are you kidding me and then you know there he goes again but um you're so you're writing for the athletic again congratulations on that that's fantastic man i've been uh, reading your articles great stuff your latest article about trey mancini great read first off you broke down the second half positive, so thank you for that. I've been reading thank a you. lot of negatives. So I appreciate I've been trying. I've been trying
0: to mix it in. I mean, it, <laughs> it's tough. It's, man. It would be.
1: It'd be way too easy to just you know write negative, negative, <laughs> negative, course. even even though it's probably justified. But. <laughs> so, and then you wrote, uh, "They're averaging almost four point eight runs per game, which puts them in the top half of all teams, which is great. Uh, they're also tied for eighth in home runs, only six behind the leaders. So, what happened?" What's going on? <laughs> what happened in the first half? Uh,
0: I, I wish I could tell you. I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, with the uh, second half, the, the new guy, like, you know, we got, we see guys like Nunez, VR, VR, is it Vilar or VR? I've heard of people pronounce his name like five different ways. I can't tell because when I'm listening to
0: Gary Thorne, he pronounces it multiple ways too. So I'm, I'm not really sure. He, but earlier in the year, I think he was calling Santander like Santanda or, yeah. you know, I don't
1: know. He I tell you uh, what, Thorne needs his own podcast. And not even about sports, <laughs> just talk about his daily routine and stuff. That right. guy's fantastic. But yeah, I'm just, I was reading your article and I'm like, well, you know, we got rid of Manny, we got some uh, rid of Scope, and now all of a sudden we're hitting all these home runs and scoring almost five runs a game. I don't know if that has to do with speed on the uh, bases now or or what's going on but maybe Yeah, I don't I don't know. Guys
0: like uh Mancini wasn't very good in the first half. I mean, obviously Davis was insanely bad. Um <laughs> Tr- Trumbo and Scope are both working through uh injury issues. So so was Beckham and just those guys are, are you know doing Around average or above average and you know yeah. and you're not having those those awful performances. Yeah. Um it's just it's just lifted it's just lifted them a little. It's not like they're doing amazing or anything, but right, right. When, you, when you're you know, when you're in the top half of the league, that's way better than what they were when they're, you know, they're close to last.
1: Well, with those numbers, that's amazing <laughs> compared right. to what they yeah. were, right? And then I like how you wrote about Mancini, you know, uh, talking about his power led him to hitting. Seven homers in August. I didn't realize that. That that's not bad. Uh, and then you said he hasn't hit more than four in any other months this season. Now, you, uh, this is where I thought it was got even more interesting. You broke down the numbers of Mancini in the outfield compared to when he is at first base, and his numbers are obviously better batting when he's at first base. I don't know. Maybe his legs are tired when he's in the outfield. I don't know, but him hitting much better at first base. Chris Davis... And I know you're probably tired of talking about him or writing about him, but he's screwing everything up. What do they do with him? A lot of people are afraid that we're just going to see him for the next few years, and, th- and that's that.
0: Yeah, he, I mean, he's
1: not going anywhere next
0: season, at least.
1: Um, and the, the good thing is, he's at least you know for has as bad
0: as he was in the first half, which even even the most negative fan uh, you know wouldn't have thought Davis would have been a bad, as bad as he was. He's he's been better the second half. No, he has. Um, yeah. He's he's not he's not anything close to what he was, but he's not you know embarrassing anymore. He's he's getting. You know, some hits in, in key spots. I think he did it last night against a lefty. He knocked it in an yeah. insurance run. Yep. But um, what, 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 what are they going to do with him? They're probably just going to keep playing him at first base or, or DHing. Yeah. Um, I think what the real problem is, is just for next season, is you need to add some roster flexibility. You need to, fi- you know, figure out a way to dump Trumbo's money, um, the rest of his contract, because he only has a year left on his deal. So if if you can figure out a situation where you just have Davis and Mancini for the most part to worry about first base and DH at bats, you know those those are those are fine options. Davis isn't going anywhere yet. You know a lot of fans want to see him go. Yeah, uh, the Orioles aren't going to eat that money. Uh, probably most teams wouldn't do that, especially if they're not in a competitive situation.
1: In your opinion, why has he not batted below six? I, I, I look. I know you're not best friends with Buck, and you guys don't talk about shit every day. <laughs> Maybe you do, but explain that one. I can't. I, yeah. I don't know
0: if it's because he's left-handed or whatever. Um, <laughs>
1: left, I, I think I just, he's really right-handed. He just doesn't know it yet, the way he's been hitting. <laughs> I don't know what's yeah, it's,
0: going on. It's pretty crazy that he hasn't been dropped in the order, but the the, the good thing is it doesn't matter because they're just terrible. So even if he was batting ninth, they'd still be awful, but I, I can't explain it.
1: Wait, so you think if the Orioles were in the uh, wild-card hunt right now, you know, two games out of the wild-card, Buck would bat him below six? Well, Probably. They, I, yeah. think
0: last, I think last year he was batting near the Near the bottom of the lineup, I don't know if it was seventh or eighth. It was something like that for at least a little while. Really, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> like, I'd, I'd have to look it up, but I, I'm pretty sure he was batting seventh for at least a stretch or, or something like that. But well, I, you, I don't understand. I don't know why he'd be yeah, batting. I straight. mean, you
1: can see Dave's swing now. He's not even swinging to hit power. He's just putting his bat out there. Like it, it almost seems like maybe I'm I'm just seeing things, but it seems like his swing is a tad bit slower. I, I Yeah. I don't, I don't know.
0: It might be. I haven't seen a ton of games lately, unfortunately. I watched last night. It, it is, his bat speed is not going to be impressing anyone, but <laughs> right. at least he's making a little bit more contact. Do you so, like what
1: Palmer said a few months ago about Davis?
0: Yeah, I I definitely found it entertaining. Um, right. I don't know if it was the the, the smart thing to do clubhouse wise in terms of you know kind of throwing cool ball under the bus a little bit. Yeah, that was interesting. But, that was weird. Yeah, I was really surprised by it, and even you know something that was even crazier was the game after Palmer did that. Uh, Davis changed his batting stance, uh, did just he? for the next game. Yeah. He, <laughs> he kept the bat. He kept, yeah, he, he, instead of holding the bat up, he kept it on his shoulder. Uh, it's something that I've talked about with Utah street report. Uh, and he actually sent me the clip of it. He did it. He did it for one game as like a troll or something. I, it was, it was bizarre. I, I still can't believe that he did that.
1: That is so odd. Well, how'd he hit that game? Cause I don't even remember that. I don't think he did anything. He might have
0: walked or something, but <laughs> doesn't matter what uh, he I think, did. I think it was a game. I think it was against the Tigers or the White Sox or, or someone, and oh. uh, it might have been a game they won by a lot.
1: Well, Palmer's um, just a straight up fan. You know, a lot of people say, well, "What was that about?" And I was like, "Well, that just proves he loves the Orioles. He's a fan, and he gets frustrated <laughs> like everybody else. But he's getting to that age where he's just like, you know, I don't care. I always make yeah, a, I always true. make a joke and say, "Palmer's at that age, like the guys in the gym. They just walk around with no towel. They don't care anymore." <laughs> I don't think he's, yeah, I don't think he's really worried about it. I mean, he, you know, he did the
0: apology thing and he's, he's not really trying to uh, be unfair to anyone, but at the same time, you know, your highest paid player is playing, you know, the worst of anyone on the team you can't just not say anything sometimes
1: In baseball want to move on. I liked your tweet the other day. You said uh, if you like cheering every loss and get super excited for the number one pick in baseball, more power to you. I just am not really wired that way and that's exactly how I am as well. I I don't get that. I don't know if maybe fans say that to make themselves feel better. I'm not going to I can't cheer for losses. Like I I get no. it if we keep losing maybe we'll get this one guy but, and but this even one then, It's like with right. the, with the Ravens, you know. I know football football drafts are a little different than baseball drafts, but even when the Ravens stink, I'm not like, man, I hope they lose so they get the number 1. I just it's not in me. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't it, born that way. <laughs> I'm I'm the same way and I mean I, I you know for for people who who they are, I mean it's fine.
0: You know, it's it's not like you want the team to be bad forever. It's just a a short term thing. But it's still it's weird to do it. Speaking of draft,
1: most mock drafts have Bobby Witt Jr. Shortstop. That's who the Orioles they have the Orioles picking. I don't know if you're familiar with them or looked in the draft yet, but normally, you know, first round, first pick, think pitcher. But I mean, they got to go shortstop,
0: right? Probably. I haven't looked that much into the draft or I think there's a a handful of guys that, that might go in the top, you know, the top. That yeah. are in the running for the you know the top spot. I think there's a catcher and maybe uh, another up the middle player. But I, I I think if they have a chance to grab a shortstop like that with power, oh
1: yeah, yeah that's
0: that's probably the guy you have you have to go for. I think but Beckham again, Beckham
1: yeah. got robbed. He should have made the All Star, but you know <laughs> <laughs> we all move on. Uh, pitching's <laughs> been a disaster, obviously, and, and and I keep telling people it can't be a coincidence anymore when pitchers leave here they pitch better. Jake Arrieta, Kevin Gausman, which he's at like five and one now I think with the Braves. Good for him. You know, over the years, have you following the Orioles and and just seeing how bad the pitching's been, and then pitchers leave and do great, like Tommy Hunter. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> do you have an explanation? Have you heard any word around the warehouse? Like, what is going on over these past few years? I,
0: I'm not sure what it is. It's it's something that's just not translating to the major leagues.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: for, for whatever reason, it, it's not just this pitching coach, even though. Every, everyone wants to throw the, the assistant coaches under the bus too. Sure. Know, the whole regime. I mean, the the overall point is like I, I'm tired of making excuses for w- why talented guys aren't performing here, but then they are uh, somewhere else. I mean, yeah. You know, maybe it's because uh, you know, like Ariadne and Gossman, they're pitching in the National League. It's a little easier to pitch in the National League. You're not, you're not facing as many good lineups because you're, you know, you, right. you get to face the pitcher a couple of times. Could be. But,
1: yeah, I mean, maybe maybe it has something to do with that. But I don't know. Still, yeah, I, I used to say that too, but then I'm thinking, well, they're still throwing against major league hitters, the best hitters in the world. But I, I don't get it. I don't. I mean, when you pitch pitching the Camden Yards, you, Little League Stadium, but still, you know, and, and Bundy. I don't know what's going on with that poor guy. I mean, like, yeah, Bundy might be the next guy. I mean yeah, uh,
0: he's only under Christ. contract for a few more years. Uh if if he has a nice start to the season next year, maybe he's someone that they, they ship out like they did Gossman at the trade deadline. Yeah. Um he it, it wouldn't surprise anyone if he was the next guy to leave and right. then almost immediately perform. I mean, no no fan
1: would be surprised by that. No, I hear you. the uh, right price, Adam Jones, you gotta sign him again, right? He's a good right fielder. He hasn't hit under two sixty five since he's been with the O's. My my only thing
0: with Jones is as long as he's not blocking anyone to a point where it would get awkward, you know, if he has to sit on the bench or something like that. So
1: that's a good I, point. It, yeah. At
0: the beginning at the beginning I was kind of against it. I, I don't know I don't know what kind of deal he's gonna be looking for. You know, maybe he wants to stay for a year. If they could sign him for a year, that that's not the worst idea because I don't think a couple of their outfield prospects are gonna be ready, you know, next spring exactly. But right. um if 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 he wants to stay multiple years, I, I don't know if that's something that you wanna sign up for, but yeah. Um he, he might not be some you know, might not be a player who gets uh, you know, a, a lot of suitors after him. I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll get a a, a one year deal and stay in Baltimore. That's the worst option.
1: Yeah, him buying Cal Ripken's house was an interesting
0: move. Yeah, that was really weird. <laughs> I I did, honestly don't know what that's about, whether he's just like you know, or
1: I thought he was gonna be, you know, heading out in a couple of years, looking for other places, and then he does that. Um, real quick, I wanted to go over this with you something interesting that um, you know, I always talk about with people. If you had to make an all star Orioles team. We're just going to go around the horn real quick off the top of your head. Greatest Oriole players that you can remember that's ever played the game. Starting with catcher. Now, I have Chris Hoyles. Who would you have?
0: Oh, yeah, Chris Hoyles.
1: Absolutely, right? First base, I had Eddie Murray. There's a lot of options, but I got to go with Eddie. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I'm probably going to have a lot of the same ones you do. Got to stick with Eddie. Right, sure. I'm bringing out the obvious one. Second base. Now, I have Roberto Alomar. Uh, I'll
0: just go with Brian Roberts. Why not?
1: Nice. There you go. Uh, shortstop, shortstop uh, I went with Beckham. No, Cal Ripken. <laughs> I went with Cal. Uh,
0: how about uh, let's go with Davy Cruz now? Uh...
1: <laughs> yeah, Ripken. There you go. Third base, I got Manny Machado. Hmm. I'll go with Brooks. Nice. Center field, I have Paul Blair. Oh, yeah, that, that's good with me. Good pick, right? I, I, anytime I do this with people, we basically have all the same list.
0: Now, yeah.
1: this is where it gets a little uh, shaky. Left field, I have Brady Anderson.
0: Yeah. That works, that works for me, too.
1: Right field, we got Marquez. Are you good with that, or who, who do you got?
0: I, th- I think I'm going to be leaving someone out here. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I pick Marquez, but I, I can't think of all the top of my head who would go in right field.
1: Right, I know. This, this kind of difficult off the top of your head. Now, you got to go with a pitcher and a closer. Uh, my pitcher is Mike Mussina. Okay, I'll go with Palmer. Yeah, there you go. I was flipping a coin there. And then a closer. I mean, you got to go with uh, either, um, let's see, Jim Johnson or um, – no, I'm kidding. i uh, go with Britton. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll go with Brett. Gotta too. go with Britain. Jim Johnson. That's another guy. Everybody used to be like, "What is Buck doing? Throwing him out there every day like this?" But anyway, well, yeah, it's
0: hard. It's hard when you're in a closer role, and and maybe you're you're not that good of a pitcher. But I mean, someone has to pitch in that role.
1: So. Yeah, I remember uh, our closer, Greg. Does the guy even play baseball anymore? Or um. I don't think so, and I remember yeah. when he went toe to toe with David Ortiz too. That was <laughs> yeah, amazing. That's actually one of the questions coming up. All right, <laughs> so uh, oh, by the way, I wanted to ask you this: What, what how do you think? What did you think the way that Manfred handled that suspension with uh, Urena and, and Acuna Junior. and all that? Are you getting tired of seeing these six game suspensions with pitchers? Is it's that, ridiculous, right? I mean, what's
0: why why wouldn't they? You know, why why wouldn't they stop what they're doing? Why, why would they stop? I, I mean, if you're only going to get if you're only going to miss a start or two. Right. Um, it's it's not really that much of a punishment.
1: All right. These are just completely random questions. We're just learning about you. You're on death row. What's your last meal?
0: Oh my goodness. Uh probably some uh a cheeseburger of some kind. There you go. Right. Uh I don't know where I don't know from where though. <laughs>
1: That's yeah, probably question. just a huge cheeseburger and some fries. For That's somewhere. a good follow up question, I think I'll do in the future. Okay. What, meal and where I like it. All right. Uh right. would you rather be the star of a terrible basketball team or an average player on an elite team. It depends what
0: happened earlier in my career. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I, I'd like I'd like the winning. I, I, you like it, the winning field. It, t- it would be yeah. It'd be tough to be, be on a losing team, but I could see the benefits of both.
1: Gotcha. Would you rather be a legendary player with a trashed legacy or a good player nobody will remember?
0: You know, some of my favorite players are, are just, you know, random guys that you no one would really remember. Right. So I'll probably go with, with the good guy that no one would really remember.
1: <laughs> All right. Like yes, Steve, the
0: Steve Pierce's Steve.
1: I had a friend that uh, bumped into him at the airport. He was wearing uh, tight jeans, cowboy boots, cowboy hat, tight white <laughs> t-shirt. But he, he knew exactly who he was. Nobody was standing around him. And he just walked up to him quietly. He said, hey, Steve, I'm a big fan. And he tipped his hat and said, Thank you, appreciate that. And they, they <laughs> chatted right. for a couple minutes. But I mean, he's just a straight up baseball guy, man. I, right. I'd cheer him on it anywhere I see him. Uh, yes or no on whether these people are athletes? Horse jockeys? No. There you go. Bob sledding team? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, curling? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, good. I don't have to hang up on you. Uh, bowlers? <laughs> Bowling are they athletes uh no there you go it's a difference between being an athlete and having skill uh pro golfer I, i'll go yeah on that one okay. i don't know all right what the hell nascar <laughs> driver these, these all are these all no, <laughs> <laughs> no they, well i think i have uh did i i have horse jockey and then that's about it uh nascar okay. driver no yeah absolutely not uh which current baseball player would you never want to go rounds with in the ring uh hmm.
0: current baseball player
1: current baseball player
0: Probably Davis.
1: Yeah, that's a big dude, right? <laughs>
0: I've I, said some. I've said some not great things about him, even though he seems like a nice guy. So right. that'd probably be my pick.
1: If you see him in person, you give him a hug. Be like, "You're my favorite player." That's what I did too. <laughs> uh, I bumped into Jeremy Guthrie at uh, the Live Casino. And I'm not a fan of his at all. I used to trash talk him. But I bumped into him, and he was so nice. And I'm like, I'm a huge fan. And I'm like, oh, it's so weird what you, you know, when you actually bump into the guy. You're like, hey, I'm a fan. And then you <laughs> walk away, and you're like, oh, I hate that guy. All right, if you could see a rematch between two players still in their prime, brawl it out for a second time, who would you want to see? Would you want to see Bautista versus Odor? Nolan Ryan versus Robin Ventura? Bryce Harper versus Jonathan Papelbon? Or Arod versus Veritek.
0: I I would have to pick Harper and Papelbon because I enjoyed that one a lot. <laughs> because that, that was I, right? definitely amusing. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was crazy. They added him, you know, to help them during the stretch run, and he ended up like fighting with the team and, and not getting along with with the best player. It's just it's crazy Dude, how it worked
1: out. Yeah, Papelbon's such an a-hole, and I'm not a fan of Bryce Harper either. He just seems like he has a chip on his shoulder. It's like, dude, you're in your mid 20s and you're a millionaire and you're about to make one of the most the biggest checks ever in baseball. Why don't you ever smile? It just drives yeah. me nuts. But, Matt, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I really appreciate it. I'm going to continue to read uh, the articles and blogs you put out. How can people reach out and read your stuff?
0: Sure. Uh, just if you subscribe to The Athletic, uh, I'm writing there about once a week or so. Or if you know you want to follow me on Twitter, it's just at Matt Kremnitzer
1: nice matt well i can't thank you again have a great weekend and um, i'm sure i'll have you on again maybe next season and we can
0: talk positive stuff
1: sure so. i'll be prepared for more uh, random questions <laughs> I'll, next time, I'll text you the questions ahead of time <laughs> just all so right, you sounds know. good all right man take care buddy thanks man thank you all right see you buddy.